Game day is creeping us, uh, creeping up on us, Zach. Yes. It's almost here. Auburn and Georgia, Deep South's oldest rivalry. Zach Blackerby on the left, Brad Law on the right or closer to the middle. Whatever. This is Village Vice, and we're glad that you're watching. Thank you for that. Uh, we really mean that. Uh, let's talk, Zach. How does Auburn beat Georgia? Plain and simple. How do they do it? If you're trying to develop the offensive and defensive game plans, I've got some talking points, some bullet points, some stats. Sure some info, but just generally, how do you start? If we put you back in the room with the coaches Sunday, Monday, how do you develop a game plan to beat the number one team in the country, a team that has not lost since like a long time ago? Yeah, you have to run the football, Brad. You have to get Jarquez Hunter involved. You have to get Brian Batty involved. You have to get Jeremiah Cobb involved. And boy, it would be nice to have Damari Austin, but it sounds like it's going to be a minute till we see him toting the rock for Robert again, which stinks. That is awful for several different reasons. Most importantly being Damari worked his tail off yeah, and he didn't get to reap the benefits of it until probably next year. So that stinks. But Auburn's got to run the football and not only do you have to run the football, you have to get your running backs involved early in several different aspects of the game. You have to make them feel comfortable. You've got to make Georgia focus on your running backs. I don't care if it's in the running game. I don't care if it's in the short passing game, the screen game, whatever it is, you have to let these guys be the heroes of the offense this week. I agree. And I have some numbers that would support that. Would you I like to you hear would. them? I knew you would, Brad. Hit me with them. All right. Now, these first few numbers are going to sound like, man, they're the monsters on defense. Let's, they're actually the monsters on the offensive line, but we're going to get to that. That's a Space Jam reference, Zach. That's, that's Can I tell you something embarrassing? Oh, I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. I've never seen Space Jam all the way through. I've tried it several times, Brad. Yeah. Just never hooked me. I've watched the first 30 minutes a bunch. It's just not good. It's not a good movie. How many times do you give a movie before you just go, no, like. If I, it's one that I feel like I culturally need to watch to be yeah. like part of society, several, apparently, because I think okay. Space Jam is one of those. But yeah, I've just right. never, never gotten there. So, okay. All right. I so knew sorry. I knew you hadn't seen it. That's why I said that was a movie. All right. So I love how little faith you have in me. Go ahead. <laughs> I just know you. Okay. UAB's running backs ran the ball 16 times for 60 yards, less than four yards a carry. The long run for the Blazers was 19 yards, but that was the quarterback. The week before that, South Carolina's running backs ran the ball nine times, eight times, not nine, eight times for 19 yards, less than two and a half a carry. Long run was 13 by the quarterback, Spencer Rattler. Yeah. So you say, well, teams just aren't running the ball against Georgia. Right. Georgia's run defense is fourth in the SEC, 87 yards a game. Here's mm -hmm. the thing, though. They're giving up 3.48 yards per carry. I know these are a lot of numbers, but hang with me. Three and a half yards a carry. That's 10th in the league. So only four teams have allowed more yards per carry than Georgia. The issue has been that every team they've faced, with the exception of South Carolina in the first half, right. has been trailing. Therefore, no team in the league has defended fewer rushing attempts than Georgia. No team has more rushing attempts than Auburn. So can Auburn have some success if they will be patient, continue to hammer, continue to push, continue to stick with and believe in the running game and believe that if you keep it close to the fourth quarter, 
maybe the dam breaks because this is a Georgia team that hasn't had to defend the run all that. Uh, compared to the other teams in the league, they haven't defended it as much. Yeah, and I also think there's another element of why the running game for Auburn is so important on Saturday. One, yeah. Do you remember in 2013, the 2013 Iron Bowl? And sure, you know, we all remember the, yeah. the kick six, and we all remember you know Nick Marshall's pass to Sammy to tie it up and all that, which is great. But there was a moment, Brad, with a few minutes left to go in the first half, and nobody really talks about this when they re, uh, talk about this game, and, and it's an important yeah. part of it. Change the game. Auburn realized they could run against Alabama. Yeah. And all week they're like, this rushing attack, this Malzahn rushing attack can't run against Alabama. And so Auburn believed them. Mm -hmm. And I think we saw a little bit of that against Texas A&M last week, where it's like, all right, A&M's front seven so good. Auburn's going to have to pass the ball. And then what, two or three series in, they start running it. And then they kind of moved away from it. But they had success running the football. I think it's a similar thing with Georgia. On paper, they are better than you at virtually every aspect of the game. But make them prove to you that you can't run it on them before you go to anything else. And look, this coaching staff, so far, they've had a, it seems like they felt good about their plan A, and then the plan B hasn't come in quick enough. And so yeah. make plan A running the football, and then use your plan B after a few series if you don't feel like that damn can break. Yeah. Use you know the the verbiage you just used, but the other aspect of why running the ball is so important on Saturday for Auburn is it's only a matter of time until this Georgia offense gets going. We've talked about how they start slow, but then they get going, and it's yeah. like a train. It's really really hard to stop because you can't cover all of the five stars <laughs> at once. Shorten the game as much as you possibly can. Yeah, Auburn offense. Give your defense as few snaps that they have to play on the defensive side of the ball as possible that's how Auburn beats George on Saturday if they're going to do it I agree completely you have to take advantage of the clock rules and shorten the game you can't give this offense that by the way Carson Beck passed for 330 plus yards against UAB I get it was UAB and not Auburn's defense but yep. still you can't give the offense 12 possessions you have to limit them to like seven yeah it's yeah possible. seven would be with great these clock rules with yeah. these clock rules it's possible Absolutely. Now, they are like third in the league in number of first downs. They will hold the ball. They don't mind being patient. Um, but, right. yeah, limit the number of possessions that they get. Defensively, do you like Auburn in man or do you like them in zone? The reason I ask that is that offensive line really is the Monstars. Every player on their offensive line, the starting line, I just haven't looked at the depth, but their starting offensive lineman, four-star or better, top 10 in his state, top four or five, and four out of the five were top five at their position nationally coming out. Three of them were offensive tackles. They've only given up four sacks, tied for the fewest allowed in the league. So you're not consistently going to beat them off the edge. You're not going to do it with, mm -hmm. your, with your linemen. You're going to have to bring exotic pressure. So how often are you comfortable leaving your DBs in man one-on-one -on -one matchups and hope that the exotic pressure that you bring gets home and tries to rattle this guy making his first start on the road. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Georgia feels as good about their wide receivers as they typically do, which is weird because they're all very decorated yeah. players coming into this season, but they haven't really done it yet. And some of that may be quarterback play, and some of that may be Mike Bobo's the offensive coordinator. I mean, who who knows? Yeah. But there's a lot of aspects to make an offense run. Boy, have we figured that out the hard way. And... I, 
I, I think Auburn's DBs are fine against the receivers. I don't think it matters if it's man or zone. I think I prefer man just tradition because you've got the horses to do it. You've got mm -hmm. DJ James. You've got Pritchett back. You've got Kyan Ky Lee. I mean, you've got all these dudes that can can man up, yeah. I think, for five or six seconds on most situations. So, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Then you just bring the house and, and you put as much stress on this offensive line as you possibly can. I, I think Auburn has the tools. Brad. Yeah. I think Auburn you, has the tools. You got to play with that reckless abandon defensively. You got a bye week next week. It does appear Zion Puckett. I mean, he's been practicing this week, and Donovan Coffin. Yeah, he's been practicing this week. You, those guys kind of they have the spatial awareness and the and the awareness to know we got a bye week. It's a rivalry game. We know what this is about, and we mm -hmm. got to get home. When you send the pressure, you got to get home. Um, Carson Beck is, I think, third in the SEC in uh, EPA against pressure against a blitz but Connor Wegman was second at 51 percent Beck's at 50 percent and Auburn when it got there was able to affect Wegman last week in College Station they didn't yeah. get the offense going until he was out of the ball game so right if you can get that there were also a couple of times in that game where guys brought pressure but either they started too late or there was once where a guy just pulled up before he got there. He looked like he had time to get there, and he kind of pulled up. So That's right. you cannot do that. There has to be full motor the entire time when you're when you're bringing pressure. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, let's move on to our buy-sell segment. And, of course, it's brought to you by our friend, Ross Kilpatrick. He's serving the Auburn area with locations in Auburn, Lake Martin, Fort Walton Beach, Florida, from Auburn to Lake Martin to Emerald Coast of Florida. Contact Ross Kilpatrick with Exit Realty Anchor South for all of your real estate needs. He's an Auburn guy, too, so he gets us. And he he's, gets us. Yeah, he's he's intelligent because he sided with you on most of the picks last week, too. Uh, that's right. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens in, in, in just a second. All right. We buying or selling? Peyton Thorne over 60% completion percentage on Saturday. Ooh. Uh, uh, I'll buy that. I'll Whoa. buy that. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Why? Yes, I'll, tell me. I'll tell you why. Because if you're going to commit that much to the running game, then it will open up play action a whole lot more than what you had available to you against Texas A&M. And I think that in the passing game, you start with shorter, easier passes to get him into a rhythm. And that may be your game plan. I mean, I know you're going to need, if you have the running game going, you can take chances more down the field. Yeah. But I just think the passing game plan, if you lean heavy on the run, the running back run game, then it will open things up in play action. And I also think you'll see passes to running backs to try to get one-on-one -on -one matchups on the edges. I think those are higher completable passes. And so I'll, I'll buy that. All right. I'm selling it. If it was at 50%, I think I would buy it. Okay. Robbie Ashford plays 10 or more snaps on Saturday. I buy that as well. I do too. I, I do. I, I think you have, to, again, it all goes back to committing to the running game and finding different ways to do it. You hit every gap, you hit both edges. You got to, you find every way to attack Georgia's defense in the ground game. All right. Buy or sell. Auburn has a 100 yard rusher against Georgia. All right. Does it happen or can it happen? No, are um, you buy or selling it? Does it, if it happens or not, you're, are you going to buy that Auburn has a hundred yard rusher? Or are you selling? I'll sell, but I think Jarquez gets close. Okay. I, I think Jarquez finally gets close to 20 carries. I think he's somewhere in the 15 to 20 range. I'd like to see him in the 20 to 25 range. I think this is the game where you do that. 
Um, and if he gets 25 carries, I think he gets 100. 25. You think he gets over but, 15 carries? No, that I, I I don't think he gets 25. What I'm saying is if you he, he gets got 15? 25, he'd get there. I do. I think he gets between 15 and 19 carries. Wow. If he gets 15 between 15 and 19 carries, it's an absolute. I, I'm buying it regardless. But if you, you tell me he so? gets if he gets 15 to 19 carries, I am I am on the phone with uh, with Ross right now saying, hey, I want this. Let's get straight to closing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I got All you. Right. Buy or sell. Ross Kilpatrick of Exit Realty is the best in the biz. Oh, 100% buy. I don't even have to. Yeah, like. No hesitation. No hesitation. That's a buy. I'm buying it too. That's great. Buy or sell. Auburn has a wide receiver, specifically wide receiver, with five catches on Saturday. No. Rivaldo doesn't count. Sell. I'm selling sell. I, I think the, the number of passes and the way that it's distributed will be too low for one receiver to get five catches. If I opened it up to anyone, does that change your mind? Rivaldo no. or a running back? No. I still think it's spread around. I think the, the leading receiver has three or four. I think your running backs get more involved. They get more catches. Um, so, nope, I would sell. Who has more catches this weekend, receivers or running backs? That's not a buy-sell question, Zach. Okay. Uh, I know. I'm just asking you questions. Okay. I've got one more buy-sell. Well, I don't want to rush it. I'll I'll go receivers barely, barely receivers. I think Brian Batty gets five catches. I'm buying that's it. A lot, that's a lot of catches, but it's not a receiver. So I guess I'm selling the statement. Yeah. Um, buy or sell? Georgia scores 28 points. Sell. Ooh, let's go. I like the I like the Auburn defense at home. Um, unless Georgia can start a whole lot faster, and if they can in that environment, God bless them. And I know they're getting better, and I know Carson Beck's getting more comfortable. But again, you know, A and M was scoring forty points a game when they came in, or when they were playing at home last week, and they got to twenty-seven because of a garbage run late in the ball game. Yeah. So, no, I, I no. Yeah, yeah, I'm selling it too, but I think that's around where they're going to get. I think they're going to get between twenty-four and thirty. I mean, I think that's going to be the sweet spot. And it's like, can Auburn outpace that? My gut says no. But we'll see. The line's 14 and a half for a reason, according to our friends at my bookie. So that does it for this week's buy sell. Once again, he's serving the Auburn area with locations in Auburn, Lake Martin, Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Whether it's in Auburn, Lake Martin, the Emerald Coast of Florida, contact Ross Kilpatrick with Exit Realty Anchor South for all of your real estate needs. And of course, he says War Eagle. No doubt. Thank you, Ross. You seriously, you guys need to call. That's one. That's another way you support this show. By the way, is by supporting the ones who sponsor this show. That's right, and you benefit from it as well. Clearly, speaking of benefiting, my bookie, you've only got a few days left to take advantage of this. This will lead us into our Village Vice six pack. So, for first deposits, you go to our friends at mybookie.ag, and for the remainder of this week and weekend. My bookie is offering their biggest welcome offer ever, which is a 110% deposit or deposit match on your first deposit. 110% match on the first deposit. So you say, I feel really good about this weekend. I'm going to put $1,000 in. Well, you look at your account, all of a sudden it's not $1,000, it's $2,100. So you more than double your money before you ever place your first bet with our friends at MyBookie. Just go to MyBookie.ag and use the promo code next round. 
got to use that promo code. It yep. is exclusively through uh, our show and, and the shows at, uh, at Disrupt Media. You can only get it with the promo code next round. Bet anything, anytime, from anywhere, only with my bookie. Okay. Six pack time, baby. Let's yes, go. We have got, again, I love this time of year where every week you're going to have a, a ton of intriguing games to pick. And it actually starts on Friday. Number 10, Utah. 19th ranked Oregon State. Corvallis. Oregon State's a three and a half point favorite at home. Yeah. Do the Utes take their first loss or, or do the Beavers get it done? Um, Utah wins this game. Utah Ooh. wins this game. I, I've said it the last few years, Utah is the most underrated football program in all of college football. They're 4-0 without their quarterback. I think they keep that trend going. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you right off the bat. And not just for the sake of conflict, but I really I like DJ DJU, as they call him up there. Uh, Mike Reese of the play-by-play guy doesn't even try to to get the hey, name. You're like the you're the only person like to ever say that. So that's great. <laughs> that's right. So there you are. Uh, Oregon State gets the win at home. Texas A&M and Arkansas in Arlington. A&M six and a half point favorite. Max Johnson, the quarterback. No Connor Wegman out for the year. Hogs look good on the road in Baton Rouge last week. KJ Jefferson, poise. Who do you like? I like Texas A&M. I don't think Arkansas is very good. Uh, I said that going into the year. I think KJ Jefferson is the lone bright spot, and I think even at times he's looking a little bit inconsistent. I think he may be um, feeling a little bit of the pressure that was put on him all offseason. So I'm going with Max Johnson. I thought A&M looked better with him. No offense to Connor Wegman, who reports coming out of College Station. He's out for the year, which is yeah. awful. That stinks. Yeah, that stinks because he was really starting to ascend. But Max Johnson's a he's a veteran guy. He's been in this conference for a, for a long time. Sounds like seems like he and Bo Nix have been playing college football about the same amount of time, a very long time. But Since yeah, I'm, Space I'm, Jam came out. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know, but yeah, I'm um yeah I'm going Texas A&M. You? Right. I think I am too. Yeah, I, I think with a full week to prepare with Max Johnson, I like what Bobby Petrino and the staff can do. Sure. All right, Kentucky is a one point favorite at home against number twenty two Florida. Florida looked. Very, they looked pedestrian last week in a non-conference win. Kentucky uh, off to a four-zero start. Cats at home, yes. Gators on the road. Yeah, I'm taking the Cats at home. I think Kentucky extends that to three straight years where they beat Florida, which would be historic for that program and what Stoops is doing up there. And look, I, I think Florida's ranked because they beat a Tennessee team that we thought was better at yeah. the time. And now, like, if they were to beat Tennessee, it'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Two middle of the SEC teams playing each other. So I think Florida's still a little overrated. I think they're a little bit better than what the nation saw in that opener against Utah. Yeah. But there's still like, there's 22 teams better than Florida in college football. I promise you that. And I, I think Kentucky's one of them. Yeah, I struggle with this because Kentucky hasn't been close to tested. I mean, last week against Vanderbilt was there. I mean, it's the closest thing they've had to it. To Akron's terrible. They've played Ball State. They played Eastern Kentucky. And then they put 45 up on Vandy. I, eh. Florida will be the toughest team that they face. Florida can control the ball. Sure. I think I'm with you. I, I Though, at the end of the day, I don't like them enough to pick them, so I'll go Kentucky. 13th-ranked LSU is at number 20. Ole Miss, LSU, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, according to our friends at MyBookie. Yeah, give me LSU. Um, you know, Ole Miss is honoring, what, their 2003 team? That like won nothing, but they're honoring them anyway. So good they for them. Quarterback by Eli Manning, and this was the week he could come. So yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Maybe the Manning cast isn't as long on Monday night or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I think LSU wins it when it when it's all said and done. I think they're the better team. I think they're better coached, and they've got the better quarterback. 
Ole Miss's performance last week surprised me as much as Auburn's. If you had told me last weekend that Auburn and Ole Miss would combine for 20 points, <laughs> I'd have never believed you. Yeah. So I think they showed real problems offensively. I don't think LSU is as consistent. I, I think LSU – I just don't know that Ole Miss is strong enough in the second half to push them around the way Florida State was able to do. I mean, they're not they're not comparable. So. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I guess we agree again. Man. Yeah, I, I just think Ole Miss's defense stinks, and LSU may have – I mean, they may have one of the hottest quarterbacks in college football yeah. right no, now. No, you're right. All right, I know we'll disagree on the last one, so let's get to next to last. Here's number five in our Village Vice six-pack. 11th-ranked Notre Dame at number 17, Duke. Game day's there, but Notre Dame's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Do you like the Irish, the Fighting Catholics, or the Blue Devils? You know we're going to disagree? On the last, last one, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. All right, well, I'm taking Notre Dame here. You're going Notre Dame. You're yeah. not a believer in Duke yet. Um, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm going Notre Dame. All right, we disagree on that one too. Uh, Duke is the I think fourth best team in the country on passes on defending passes downfield. Um, that defense is tough. That I think that defense is legit, especially for that league. And I think Notre Dame coming off the huge letdown at home against Ohio State last week. No way can they get back. I think it'd be very oh, you difficult. Think, you think that beats them twice? Yeah, I think it does. Interesting. It beats them twice. Yeah, I think they bounce back because of it. They've got they've got yeah. veteran leadership there. They've got a, a young head coach that's fiery. I think it's going to get them pumped yeah. up. So, that's yeah. True. They I, do I, have I'm, that. Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm, taking, uh, I'm taking the Irish. But I, be, I see where you're coming from. Sure. Not going to be enough for them to win, but they do have that. So Got it. All right. Number one, Georgia. They haven't lost since we were all in masks. Auburn. Jordan Hare, 14 and a half is the line for the Bulldogs. Go ahead. Yeah, Georgia wins. I think Auburn does cover, though. Okay. I I will never on this show, let me take the drama out of it. I will never on the show pick Auburn to lose. Okay. Okay, I never will. You're a company man. And in this, I'm, I'm also a real, like, I'm also a dumb fan sometimes. Okay. I'll hey, we can that. bug here. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I believe in the defense. Yeah. I think they're healthy enough. And I think that if the game plan is committed, now, hey, guys, it's going to be rocky at times when you're really trying to sell the running game. It's going to be it's going to be going through Atlanta rush hour traffic on a Friday afternoon. You're going to get where you're trying to go, but there are going to be times it's slow and frustrating. Mm-hmm. But you can get there if you'll just hang on. Don't veer off and take this road or that road. Just stay stay through it. You'll get there. And I think it's I think the defense can force a turnover, give Auburn a short field. I think Brian Batie, this is what I said against Texas AM, he just didn't get the chance. I think Brian Batie can can give you a couple of first downs in the kick return game. And I like a game where both teams are in the teens. I like some silly final score of like 19 to 14 or 19 to 17. Neither team gets to 20, and it's a big banner benchmark day for Auburn. I hope you're right. There you go. I hope you're right. Me too. Uh, Everyone have a great weekend of football. We'll be back, I guess, Sunday night, even though it's the bye week. We still want to talk about it, right? So we'll be here on Sunday. Absolutely. Be sure to check that out. And uh, in the meantime, Brad, that's, that's it for today. Yes, it will. Thanks for watching, everybody. Remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours.